0: Welcome to the Sticky CMO, brought to you by award-winning marketer, Tom Baskell This is the podcast for CMOs who want to become indispensable. Each week, Tom is joined by expert guests on the cutting edge of their fields to help you level up where it matters. From socials to lead gen, each episode is packed with actionable tips for marketers looking to become irreplaceable in their organizations. Because 2023 is the year to become sticky. Hello, and welcome to the Sticky CMO podcast. Today's guest is Annalisa Dominic. She's the Chief Marketing Officer at OpenGear. How are you today, Annalisa? I'm fine, Tom, and how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Thank you for
1: having me. I'm super excited about this.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to talk to you, just looking at your background. Which, speaking of, could you tell us a little bit about OpenGear and what you do?
1: Sure. So I'm the CMO. We have a global organization of sales and engineers. We enable organizations to keep their network running at all times. So with a secure remote access to any and all connected devices to our boxes, we can keep your production network up and running. We actually service 75% of the Fortune 500 organizations. Yeah, we're one of those best kept secrets that I'm I'm hoping to not keep secret for much longer, but we enable first day, worst day, and every day enterprises to deploy, remediate, have that presence and proximity. So it's a pretty awesome organization. I love the company. I love the technology. And most of our technology is customer-led. So for the last 20 years, we've been listening to what our customers said. And with future focus and that, in mind we have developed and built a solution so it's fun awesome
0: so we've got a lot of people in b2b marketing who are listening to this podcast but we're all in different silos right so for those who don't know could you just tell us briefly why something like network resilience is so important
1: it allows you to maintain a level of service in the face of faults or outages right so if if the system is downless, speaking from a B2B marketing perspective, if your system goes down, you can no longer send emails. You can no longer talk to those customers. So the Open Gear solution enables the network to run independently of the production network. So if you're in marketing and you want to continue with your campaign or whatever it is you have planned for the day or during that specific outage, our solution enables the network to continue providing service, even though your production network is down. So Mm -hmm. when they're remediating and they're fixing all the problems in the network, you can still continue doing your job.
0: I know this is a consumer example, and I hate using it, but I'm just thinking, (laughs) what if your network goes down on Black Friday, right? Yeah, Yeah. So you need that. Yeah.
1: I mean, we've done research. It's millions and millions of dollars of downtime. That is just looking at the IT piece of it, right? So, how much does it cost to send a guy out if you're doing a truck roll? How much does it cost if you're down and you have no business? I mean, that doesn't even take into account brand or reputation or any of the lost sales. So, it's quite substantial.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Your background is in product marketing. Could you tell us a little bit more about what product marketing is like in the B2B space? I'm more of a digital marketer, some go to market, but product isn't generally in my wheelhouse.
1: So let's just take a step back. I've done actually sales. I've done product, product development, product marketing, and I've done marketing and then all the pieces that go across that. So every piece is definitely unique and different, but I think it enables me to have a true appreciation and understanding of what an organization is trying to do. So as I sit in my ivory tower, you know, as the CMO over my organization, I'm sitting at the table with the vice president of sales, each of them around the globe. I'm sitting at the table with the product guy. I'm sitting at the table. So it enables me to have an appreciation in the experience that they're going through, which I think has always been great for me because it's something that a lot of marketers have. But product marketing specifically is the ability to distill the technology and be able to speak to the specific audience what your technology is doing. So, what is that value prop? What is it bringing to the table? What's the competitive differentiation? How are you unique? I explained Open Gear to you, hopefully, in an understandable way, right? Mm -hmm. That's the role of a product marketer, it's the ability to take the technology and distill it down into something that is understandable, right? And that provides the competitive differentiator and it helps to distinguish. So that's really what the role is. Product marketing also helps bring product to market. So we understand what's going on in the market. We know who our customers are, what our market is, where we want to hit it, how we want to talk to them, who's the decision makers, et cetera, et cetera. So they bring to the table that kind of experience that maybe a digital marketing person doesn't have because I know what the technology is doing. I know what that life cycle looks like. I know what the sales cycle is. You, on the other hand, as a digital marketer, are taking it and you're distilling it down into 181 characters, right? and I'm writing an MRD. I'm writing the marketing requirements document. So there's a difference, and we all have to work together. So I'm not at all saying that the digital marketer does not have a role, is not responsible, and product is the end-all to be-all, but there's a role for each and every one of us.
0: Yeah, I like to think about when I'm working with the product marketing team, I am taking what they are saying and I'm stilling it into tactics. So yes. we might have a marketing strategy, but I'm like, well, the tactic on Twitter, the tactic on LinkedIn is this. And then we go back and forth to make sure that I'm hitting the right points for the market. So yeah, that that's super important, super important. Yeah. And, and when you're talking about product marketing, how does that, if we zoom out a little bit, support overall business objectives and growth of the organization?
1: Product marketing helps support the growth of the organization by helping to train the sales organization, helping the sales organization understand their value prop, helping to provide them with the tools and the assets they need to be effective. It also helps in terms of defining the market. So what does the market look like? Who are the top tier that we should be running after? Why should we be running after them? It's the organization that enables sales to be the most effective.
0: Absolutely. When my clients are talking to prospects, and, and this is a part of B2B, right, is the prospect knows their area very well. As a marketer, I am not an IT person. So it's very important for me, for product, to come in and be like, here are the points that this audience cares about from that technical perspective. So yeah, that I can see how very important into the organization. As a CMO, why is it important to have a product marketer on the team? We've talked about your business goals. We've talked about kind of what product marketing is, but from the role of a marketing leader, what do you see as key functions that support your role, I guess?
1: It's enabling sales to drive business. I mean, at the end of the day, we are in business to meet our numbers, to make money. And the product marketer is the liaison between marketing, sales, and products. Okay, so there's there's a triangle, and they literally sit in the center of that so they have to have their pulse on every single thing that's going on so my product marketing person specifically or my teams or the teams i've worked on i mean it's critical to be able to talk to sales and talk to products i mean in the two worlds are completely different so having a team or an individual or someone that can play that role is significant it enables the business to continue moving forward it helps to bridge the gap between the two worlds or the three worlds actually and it's something that i think cements messaging it cements direction and it cements
0: how successful we're going to be yeah overall cmo's might last i think it was 2.3 years in their role overall that's kind of sad tom it's sad it is sad
1: it means i'm like up in a couple months come on <laughs>
0: Just averages, right? (laughs) But in some ways, product marketing helps you be stickier. It helps you, as the CMO, stay there longer because you are affecting the bottom line in a real way. Absolutely.
1: Wonderfully said. We like to be
0: sticky. Yes. I mean, my goal (laughs) is to have marketers stay in the organization as long as they want, rather than as long as market forces are. uh...
1: And the nice thing is, is within the marketing organization, there's so many different roles to learn and to do. So I think that we sell ourselves short if we look at marketing as just digital or we look at marketing as just product marketing. I mean, there are so many roles across marketing that I encourage everybody that's listening to this or watching it to please go out and try something new. We were talking earlier, I set my digital person free. I'm like, no more shackles. You go talk to these guys the way you want, right? Like, let's be human Mm. about this. In a B2B space, we sometimes feel like we have to be too this or too that or too professional or too boxy. And I think B2B organizations love hearing from people. So the more you can be genuine, the more you can be unique and different, go for it. I'm all about the box not being a box Mm -hmm. and not drawing straight on all the lines, but there's a lot of different roles, many different roles. Even in digital, you can look at the metrics piece of it. You can look at the direct interface piece of it. You can look at the imagery or the graphics or any of those components could be a subset of that. So it's, it's a great department to be in. And it's not all fun and unicorns as a lot of people say, oh, I want to be in marketing. I'm like, oh, you want to be in marketing? I was sitting in a leadership meeting last week, a true story, and they were trying to tell me what words we should be using in SEO. And I went, no, you didn't. They're like, well, can't we put this word before? And I'm like, let me get you the stats, right? And so when I showed them the stats, it was like less than 1% for this set of words versus Mm. 57% for what we were saying. And I'm like, guys, I appreciate that you want to swim over in my lane, but go stay in your own lanes.
0: Yeah, I think it does come across as sunshiny unicorns because people, when they interface with marketing, they're like, oh, I see this campaign. It's beautiful. It told me something fun. And right. what the layman doesn't see is the research that went into it, the A-B testing, the optimization, all sorts of pieces that go into that. And the experience, I too. mean,
1: many phases. You know, talking about go-to-market, you need to know what that market is, how you're going to talk to that market, what tech so you're going to do. I mean, talk about the detail that we do that nobody sees. For instance, how many times in your career have you edited one email, which is only one component of an entire campaign of many other edits and things that you're going to do to pull that lever, right? I mean, they have no idea. They see the pretty picture, but they don't know that their pretty picture was purple and gray and blue. And then we made it orange and yellow and red.
0: We moved to the call to action. We changed the color. We made it oh shorter. God. We made it longer. Yeah.
1: We changed the subject line. And then the A-B testing on that. There's a lot of science, people, a lot of science to marketing that nobody thinks of. And it cracks me up because it's like, how do you expect us to be effective if we can't measure Have you sat with your peers and said, how do you plan on measuring this? Or what does success look like to you? And have them look at you and go, I've been doing this for so many years. I know. And you're like, do you though? So is that 10%? Is it 500,000? Like, what is
0: it? Yeah, it's next month that a new Google Analytics is forced on us all. And it's only going to get more complicated from the numbers perspective. So
1: It's only going to get complicated, though, if we choose to worry about all the numbers. Right. And so I think we need to worry about what will really impact our specific business and use it effectively. I mean, tools have been around, I mean, email, video chat. I mean, these are are all tools that when I started, I was sending out pink stationery to an IBM event and people were like, okay, she's lost her mind, right? So these tools have been around forever. And as long as we choose to use them effectively and not over-index, I mean, there's a lot of people that will over-index on the measurements and they get stuck in that analysis paralysis piece. Mm. And that's the worst place to be. We don't have time, people. We do not have time. The world is moving.
0: Business is moving. People are changing. I used to do social media for events for an amusement park. And it was incredibly challenging trying to do everything at once. We had Anthony Bourdain at the time on a roller coaster. I had my laptop, and my personal cell phone, and I had my work cell phone. I had a cameraman. I also had a live video camera. There's all of these pieces that go together. I think that it sometimes gets lost on people outside of the industry, all these little pieces that go together. When it feels effortless and looks beautiful, like I look at some of these things at one, it can, right? And I'm like, if it looks effortless and easy, I know it was very hard. <laughs> right? Exactly.
1: It's very yeah. hard. I mean, I just did Cisco Live with my group, and we had Darth Vader in our booth. And I am sitting there with my phone. I have a professional video person on the ground. I have a professional digital person who's just sole responsibility is uploading it to the cloud. I had my team back home capturing and getting all of the footage. And then posting it. Meanwhile, I'm in the booth. I've got my personal phone. My event manager's got her phone. And then I've got all of the customer's phones that they're. can I take a picture? Can I take a picture? Right? And like, I'm sitting here going, oh my God. But you look at the footage and you're thinking it was amazing. And it, it's funny because my event person said to me at one point, she's like, do you know that you have open gear behind every Darth Vader picture? And I looked at <laughs> No, I didn't. She looked at me and goes, you planned that, didn't you? And I'm like, of course. Like, come
0: on. If you could
1: take advantage of this.
0: It's these little details. And so for me personally, when I'm in a situation like that, my brain becomes laser focused and everything else in the world goes away. And I'm thinking about, yep, just this. And can I get Darth Vader to do that? And- Someone's in front of the logo. Let me just alter a little bit to make sure that the logo is visible and not behind their head. And
1: And you're not going to be able to crop it out because Darth Vader's head's right there. Mm. Or how about the customers are like, Darth Vader, can you choke me? He's like lifting them up. And I'm like, oh my God, these people are crazy, but I love it.
0: That's something that I feel like we miss a lot in B2B is we think we're talking to a business. We're selling to the business, I guess, but we're talking to a person and people want to have fun and they want to be intrigued and they okay, want but what to learn. Is the
1: business, Tom? A business is a bunch it's of just people. people. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it's people with issues just like we have with a commute that just drove me crazy this morning, or a sick child at home, or a sick parent, or retirement coming up. Like, we're all just people. We're all people. And I've been doing this many more years than you. So you, I know you tell me. 15 at the beginning of this and I'm like double and then some. So for years we were taught that you had to market differently to business. Why? Well, businesses care about this. They care about the bottom line. Well, people care about the bottom line too. I mean, yes, we use different tactics, but at the end of the day, a consumer or a business both care about the bottom line. They both care about the product. They Both are looking for the best value and they're both looking for a solution. So even though B2B is different than B2C, it's really just the tactics that we deploy. It's not necessarily that we should put a business hat on or that we should care more about what the consumers are doing. They're people. And by the way, these consumers are working for businesses, right? Consumers are going into work for a business and vice versa. So why? I'm asking this rhetorical question of you and your listeners: Why?
0: So, thank you for listening to the Sticky CMO. We're available on the podcast app of your choice, as well as on YouTube as a video podcast. For more information on how to become indispensable to your organization, please visit us at www.tombaskill.com, spelled B-A-S-G-I-L.